1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: 306
3: on DGS. Dave is out. Dave is getting uh, getting down. Oh, he's going to a Kansas basketball game tonight, so that'll be a hell of a lot of fun. But he and Nick are out of town. They're going to the uh, Delta 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 Dads weekend at Kansas, so going to see Phoebe. So Dave's not here. Rachel just got back into the U.S. Hey. So I get what she say. They're in Seattle or mm-hmm. soon to be in Seattle, so she's going to be oh, back Oh, you should tell her to get Monday. some
4: sushi out there. The, su- the sushi in Seattle is great. She yeah. hasn't been anywhere for that lately, yeah. has she? No, no I well, think it's a uh... world traveler giving us the tip. Oh. <laughs> when you're,
3: you're, traveling, back from, from, you're, you're traveling, that's the guy you When you're, you're coming back from Japan, make sure you get I, the sushi in Seattle.
4: I had a brush with greatness yesterday you in did? the Atlanta airport. So uh, I was traveling back to St. Louis, and of course nothing comes here direct, so I had yeah. to stop in Atlanta. And uh, I had to switch terminals. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Atlanta, but there's like 10 terminals. They have a Mm-mm. train that goes between them. I know about the train. Yeah. So I hop the train. I go to the other terminal. I come up the, the the, the what do they call those, escalators, you know? That's
5: exactly what they
4: call And them. I'm on my phone, <laughs> and it's a long escalator ride. I bet it's three or four stories tall. Finally, we get to the top, and I see a very large man that I'm about to walk into. It was Adam Wainwright. Oh, I looked at him, and I said, Adam, thank you for everything you've done for St. Louis. And he stopped and paused and looked at me, and he said, well, thank you, sir. Uh, and he was with his wife and another couple. And then I texted my buddy Hancock and said, I just ran into Adam Wainwright. And he served you. And he sent, yeah, he called me sir, which was, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, so, But then he um, he sent me the letter that Adam Wainwright yeah. wrote. And I really was like, good. man, I wish I could have re- read, read that. Did you read thing? Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah, it
3: was really good. Really good. There were it's a, if for people missed it, it's in the Players Tribune. If you go on Twitter, um, you can just go to, go to Adam Wainwright's handle. You'll find it there. But you can also just Google search it; it'll come up. Um, but I thought it was a great in a lot of ways. I mean, he was very you know very uh, appreciative of St. Louis, and that came through in all of that. But just him explaining his story as a ball player, I thought was a great lesson, not just for athletes but for everybody yeah, because he talked about some of the times where he just came up short throughout his career, right? He had a chance. He was trying out for Team USA, came up just short, um, you know, was was becoming a top prospect for the Braves, and they traded him just before he would have played for his hometown team. Mm-hmm. He was here in 05 with the Cardinals, and Tony La Russa was pretty straight up in the way that he said, you're just not ready, kid. Um, you know, have a nice offseason and came up short, and he didn't, at the time he said in the way he he tells it way better so read it but it was interesting that for a long time to him it was something wrong with everybody else and then he realized no no i have to be the one that fixes this and after that point we saw what his career became it, and i think that's an important thing for people
4: i'm going to let john talk cuz he's far more eloquent but let me tell you this one part when he told the story about not getting to go to the game that wound up being uh, the game that Albert Pujols hit that monstrous shot. Yeah, he
3: didn't make the trip to Houston Houston in 05, yeah.
4: And he tells the story about what he did. Uh, I'm not ruining it for those of you who who will read this because it's a very long article, but he, he wound up spending some time on his personal property yelling at the sky. And how many of us have been there? where you're just like, Rilling man, or, you know, where you're just like, man, the world's not fair, everybody's being wrong to me. And we, all in this room, remember that night, right? We remember exactly where we were when Albert Poolholes yeah. hit that home run. And to see the juxtaposition of maybe one of the three greatest pitchers ever for the St. Louis Cardinals um, had quite a different experience that yeah, night.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's a good lesson in that, a lot of times you learn more from when you fail. Oh, no question about that. That's why I'm so smart. (laughs) 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 But, you know, if you're, if you're, uh, and again, this, this is a, a story about Adam Wainwright specifically, but this is probably the same story for a lot of people that have been successful. You look at it from the outside and you think, well, first-round draft pick, high-end prospect, right. yep. it was always Cha-ching. easy. You know, like, all you know, our memories of Adam Wainwright are just positive until this year, basically, when he just got older and, you know, the body failed him. That's that's it. But, like, from 06 is what everybody remembers the kid who wins a spot and then becomes the closer and strikes out carlos beltron and then finishes the world series that's what we all think of but we don't pay attention to everything that had to come before that
5: and the years in the minor leagues and he was a little bit uh, of an issue in the atlanta organization cuz he was cocky and um you know he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way early mm-hmm. early on i thought he had a great quote i heard somewhere yesterday and he he talks about he never wanted to be mediocre yeah and he said, so I just bypassed mediocre and was awful
3: for the last. <laughs> <day."> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a funny dude. He is very I mean, obviously, you know, he's so, got a good awareness about him, not not just self-awareness, but awareness in general.
4: first yeah. time I had been uh with him physically in the same space, and I'm a tall person. i'm six yeah. three, a little more than six three. yeah, I was shocked at how tall is he, he six, is seven? six 6'7"? seven. Yes. yeah, wow. he is a. Huge man, yeah. And it's rarer that I run into somebody and I think, oh, you're tall. Yeah, that dude is tall.
3: Yeah, the Cardinals have. Uh, it's it's a common thing in baseball, but the Cardinals had it for a while where like their starting rotation could have been a Division One basketball team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Because you had him, Michael Walker, six foot six, big guy, Yeah, Chris Carpenter, six five ish, something like that. Uh, Jake Westbrook was like six three, like it was a. And there's some. Oh Lance is, Lynn's a big guy. He's like six four, six five. So is that a new
4: phenomenon in not baseball, or really. was was Bob Gibson tall? I only met him he sitting down. Six feet. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't yeah. think Bob. Six I don't one. think
3: he was. He's not like that. Yeah. I, if I were gonna say, if I were gonna guess, I'd guess at like six one. That's yeah. what I. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. But
5: I was just I was just thinking too when this whole thing came. My dad. We're all huge baseball fans all the way back. And when my dad was a little boy.
3: Look at my guess was right on the money I looked it up. Six
5: one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. So when my dad was a little boy, the best cardinal pitcher was pitching, and it was Jesse Pop Haynes. Oh wow. And when I was a little boy, it was Bob
3: Gibson pitching. Yeah.
5: And my son, when he was a little boy, it was Adam Wainwright. The three the three greatest cardinal pitchers yeah. of all time. So that's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, that is really cool. That's something that is why they are what they are. Yeah. Because, and I, this is something in the past, and nobody wants to hear it now because this year stunk. And they've got a lot of work to do this offseason to get back to being what they are supposed to be. Because what the Cardinals are supposed to be is an annual contender. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that they can be because they've done it, right? This is not asking for something that we can't that can't be done right. because they did it for 20-plus years. But one thing that they've been proud about, and I know one thing that Bill DeWitt Jr. talked about, especially after 2011 World Series, is... How big of a deal it is to them that every generation of Cardinals fan has championships. Yeah. Right. Going it's all true. the way back. Like it's far hundred years. And Hall of Famers. And Hall of Famers. Yeah. And now the question will be like, how does who continues the string? Now is gonna be a Hall of Famer. Yes. Well,
4: so is Albert.
3: Go, yes, but I mean nobody on the team now. Oh, oh, actually. So but nobody on the team now is Cardinals, right? right I mean, right, Arenado's yeah. been here two years. You know, Goldie's been here three years, and Goldie is borderline for the big hall. But maybe, um, yeah. But but like that's an interesting question about who's the next great Cardinal, not just great player. Now, if Arenado plays out his whole career here, he probably ends up being that. Yeah. But he's not a homegrown guy. He's not Albert. He's not Adam Wainwright. He's not Yadier Molina. It's not Ozzy Smith. Although Ozzy wasn't no, homegrown, no, he wasn't homegrown. San he Diego. was a trade acquisition. So maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe that's the comp. Maybe Arenado is is to the future what Ozzy was during his time. But. And Ozzy's now the senior citizen, right? He's Is he the oldest living Hall of
5: Famer that the Cardinals have? A whitey. Well, yeah. But oh, I mean, you mean of the players. players. Yeah. Of the players. Man, I
3: don't know. That's Bob, hey, that's I Bob Suter just passed away. Andy Andy Bruce, just, Bruce is gone. I mean. Bob Gibson, Lou, yeah, not yeah. that long ago. Red. I mean, all yeah. Hey, yeah.
4: When was the last time we were this bad, that we had a year this bad?
3: Uh, I want to say it was the 70s. Yeah, I was wondering
5: where if it, was that with this yeah, kind of those, this kind of early losing record, teams were pretty bad. I don't think I think the last, last
4: time they
3: they lost this many games was was late seventies if I remember uh, right. Just to ask
4: because uh, I but I yeah, had the heard the stories great. in the yeah. early eighties. Obviously, we got good in eighty two through eighty five, eighty seven, blah blah blah. Yeah, eighty three. But was a those year. years leading up to eighty two were tough. And I wonder, did did we have superstars on the team back yeah. then like we do now yeah. in the midst of a bad team?
5: Yeah, I mean, Brock was there until 79. So, um, and, and Simmons was there until through 1980, another Hall of Famer. So, uh, I mean, yeah, we've, we've had great players on those teams. And the, those guys in the 70s, we let <laughs> – traded Steve Carlton after yeah. the nineteen seventy season, which was maybe one of the worst trades ever in the history of the Cardinals.
3: So the Cardinals lost 91 games this year. The last time they lost that many was 1990.
5: 90, yeah.
3: And then before that. You're in the 70s. Before that, it was 1978. Yeah. So yeah. Vern I mean, Rapp. That was
5: the Vern Rapp years managing yeah. the Cardinals. So Man, is, he was
3: bad. I'm going to go back just a little further to my – yeah, so I was born in 71. So that is the – this is now the fourth time – in my 51 years, they've, on lost, Earth 90 that they've lost 90 games. Yeah. Wow. That's I mean, that's pretty, pretty remarkable. That's,
4: yes. Yes. Not so, many teams can say that. So yeah.
3: even when they've been down, they haven't been as down as a lot of others. And then, of course, you know, like from the time the DeWitts took over. In 96. This is the first time they've had – this is only the second losing season, I yeah, think. Yeah,
5: like 07 was a bad year. Yeah, um, but
3: 07, is, even as a bad was, year, it was 78 wins. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that right. bad.
5: 98 was a bad year. The year McGuire hit the home runs, that was a not a
3: good team. No, they won year. 83. Yeah. Um, yeah, 87 was probably – I think was the worst of of this ownership group. But it's it, they've got a lot of work to do this offseason. It's going to be hard to do. Very hard. I mean, every there, – there are 12 teams, 13 teams – that have money and need starting pitching. And has, it's gonna be really tight. Has
4: anyone ever just gone all in and said, Hey, we're just gonna empty out the the clubhouses and the uh and the minor leagues for pitchers and just run a bunch of kids out there? Every night. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. The there are all kinds of teams that do that, and they stuck. Yeah. Pirates. Yeah, Marlins. the Pirates do that every three years. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> and,
5: and every now and then they get a Garrett Cole that they can't keep. Yeah, yeah right, you know? right,
3: right. The Cardinals are definitely not that, but they certainly need a lot of high end pitching. Um, all right, uh, we got a couple of quick questions for you guys in your line of your professional line of work. Mm. We're going to ask you guys a little bit about what's going on in the news. Next up.
7: Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: All right, quick business question for Hancock and Kelly as we go along. And by business, I mean politics. Should we should we just stop doing these ridiculous debates moving forward? Are they even well, productive anymore?
4: It was the last one, wasn't it? No, I think no, the they one got next another, I,
3: But I mean forever. Okay. Like, what's the point of uh, everybody just being on there? Nobody answers the question that they're asked. All they do is snipe at each other, and it's all about one-liners that get a reaction from the crowd and nothing about – ve- I shouldn't say nothing, but a very tiny percentage of actual policy and political discourse.
4: Ah, uh, okay. Maybe I uh, watched a different debate, but I actually thought this last one was the most substantive one we've had. Um, I thought the moderators handled it better than any of the previous folks, even though Ramaswamy tried to turn it into a a crazy show. Um, And I think it's important that we see uh, these people in an uncomfortable, ridiculous place. And uh, it's important that we see them lie to us, which is to answer a question uh, without answering the question. Uh, I know it sounds silly, but uh, I don't think it's bad. Now, the most ridiculous part about what we all witnessed on Tuesday is that none of those people are going to be a nominee for president <laughs> of the United States. The person who's going to be a nominee is sitting point. in a courtroom.
3: That's kind Sir. of my point. Like, it, it does seem most years that it's useless. And when there's no year where there are eight people that are going to be ca- real candidates. right? Yeah, so I, I, I know it wasn't rather. eight la- the other night. It was five. But, well, you know, first of all, that's not a debate. And you know a
5: ninety second answer to a you know how do you solve world peace right? It's not going to happen. So what I would much prefer to see, and I don't know why they don't do it, if you got five candidates, give them all twenty five minutes and have a one on one sit down with a seasoned smart moderator and ask the hard questions and listen to them go, and. And then you, but you, but you'd stack them up. So you watch them back to back to back and you can make your, far better way to assess. Maybe we even
3: edit it so that you're not waiting 25 minutes, but each candidate gets that topic and you just go back to back to back and then you change topics and then you go back
0: to back. Yeah,
5: something like that. Um, But it's, it's always been going back to Nixon and Kennedy. It's the calling these things debates is just not,
3: you know, I used to debate. That that was not a debate. What if we, I mean, See, because I agree with you, Michael. I think it's important to see, but we don't hold – like, they're children. They're just doing whatever they want. If I want to do them, I want it to have the the moderator to have the power to shut off your microphone if you don't answer the question. If you deflect – we had two people asked about Ukraine, and they didn't even talk about it. They went straight to something else. Shut off the microphone. If you interrupt somebody else, your microphone is off. We don't need it to be a show. It's and unfortunately, I think that's my complaint. Yeah, it's a TV show, and not actually what it needs to be. Well, there's no
4: doubt about that. It's turned into a television show, and you know, I mean, the networks are you know fighting to to, to have these. And I think CNN, heck, the <laughs> the head of CNN lost his job begging Donald Trump to participate <laughs> yeah. in a, a debate. So, yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's a show. It's changed. So I worked for Mister Gephardt in 2003. As we were leading up to the 2004 election, to remind everybody that was the election that uh, John Kerry and George W. Bush mm-hmm. were in. Um, and that was kind of the advent of these mega debates where there'd be 10 people. Al Sharpton was in that debate, mm-hmm. oh, to my God, remind yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, there was something that was helpful. You could tell who was ready for prime time and who wasn't. I mean, when you ask somebody a question about how long ago did you quit beating your wife— there is, there is something to watching them pivot and turn it into something that really mattered. Uh, what we watched on Tuesday was a farce simply because we know who the Republican nominee was going to be. But um, I don't know. I kind of uh, liked the Democratic debates four years ago when we got to see, uh, you know, Kristen Gillibrand and uh, Bernie Sanders, um, Bernie Sanders and, and the lady from what, up north, um, uh, Wisconsin or uh, anyway – uh you know in the whole Hillary thing I I I I actually liked it. There you go. I'm a weirdo. I
5: thought I thought uh, uh Nikki Haley did a fine job. She was yeah. awesome. I thought it, she was she, substantive. Yeah. She feels like she's the only one that is at this point. Yeah, I mean DeSantis knows what he believes and Christie knows what he believes. Uh Tim Scott I thought came off a little weak and then Vivek was, you know, he's running for Trump's running mate. So <laughs> I mean that's what he's doing. That's what what, he's doing.
4: What's, what country or what Uh, Not country. What state is he from? Ohio. Okay, so he's from a different state than Mm. Florida.
5: Yes.
3: You boys have yourselves a great weekend. We're done. Unless you want to hang and talk to Dave Murray.
4: No, we got to get going. There Uh, you go. We got many important things to get to. Have a
3: good weekend, guys. Yes.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. (sighs)
0: Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.
1: See you guys
3: DGS on a Friday Dave out today uh doing the dad's day for the Delta 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 folks and visiting with Phoebe and he and Nick going to the basketball game at KU tonight Dave will be back Monday Rachel will be back on Monday as well You we got Andrew and Wheeler here we've got Matt Pauly coming up joining us for the four o'clock hour or at least a big chunk of it and of course at 330 that means we're joined by our buddy Dave Murray hello Dave
6: hello there I can just see Rachel on Monday going what happened here
3: <laughs>
6: what happened here yeah we, we wrecked it
3: we wrecked it I mean look the, yeah. the, we, we, Andrew and I were talking about this the other day and I know Dave agrees and I'm and I know Rachel will as well but anytime one of the
6: group is out it's weird oh yeah right? it's I, like a wheel coming off the car Yeah,
3: it doesn't matter which one but anything because it just changes who talks when? Who says what? Who laughs at what? It just changes a little bit of everything. But I think yep. we 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 realized. and think I think Dave put it this way the other day. Um, when Rachel's not here, we're just children,
2: yeah. right?
6: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so
3: she's our grown up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She's
6: the glue that keeps you
3: guys <laughs> together. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it is good. Like everybody, everybody on a team has a role, and that's a good thing. That's what makes a strong team. Um, but yeah, Rachel's role is is uh, being the smart, mature person,
6: <laughs> and she's almost the youngest of the group, right? Is she? Younger she than is. You? Yeah, yes. she is the
3: youngest. She is of the, the youngest. Group. Of the yeah. the group. She is younger yeah. than I am. Those two things don't always go together, like age and maturity. <laughs> no, that's true. You know, especially sure. with, especially with guys. Uh, like sure. as an example, and we don't have to get fully into this, but we can throw this at, at Dave too. Andrew, you had a thing on the sheet about basically, you know. Uh, You're you're still into your inner child and play video games. Yeah. There's a level that you won't go to. Um, and I wonder, Dave, how much of that is true of you? I know it's me. I mean, like, I'm the sports, video games, and superhero yeah. movies guy. How, how think, much of that child is still you?
6: There's there's still a lot of kid in me because I am so thrilled with forecasting the weather, and that's where it comes out with me. There's other things that that happen in the course of a day or in the course of a week or a month or whatever that, that – that you kind of look back and go, OK, I just reverted back to 10 years old there. Uh, but that was OK. That's OK. Keeps the brain going.
3: So, Andrew, what was your limit again? Like, because I'm, I'm a big fan of everybody. I mean, I, I'm joking about it being a dude. But, like, I think it's important for everybody on Earth to stay in touch with the things that they loved when they were kids. Because it's gonna absolutely keep, it's going to keep you being happy. Oh, um, I
2: don't have any super strong take what was about your line, it. though? Well, I don't have any super strong take about it, but there's always a a, a, a a subset of adults who will get, like, sucked in, whether it's My Little Pony or whatever. In this, in this case, it's the cartoon Bluey about a British dog who has a family or some such okay. uh, business. So grown-ups are watching and Bluey, I, like yeah, not with it's kids? Like, yeah, it's, like, mm. for preschoolers, but I keep hearing about it how it's this, like, genius uh, show – and people without like genuinely it's, enjoyable. So I think when it's we all like, watch God. those things with our kids. Yeah, but they're people doing it
3: like uh, in the absence of their kids would be the line, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. would probably say so. Do you have
3: a line, Dave? Like maybe that's a bit too much.
6: I don't know. You know, just the other day we were talking about, you know, finding a stick that was shaped like the perfect <laughs> slingshot. Sure. It's it's really weird. Yeah. Is since then when I'm walking the dogs, I'm looking for that perfect stick shape, shaped like a slingshot. I have not found one yet. That's how rare they are. Yeah. That's you know, it can't be a twig because that would just break. It's right. gotta be substantial. That's it's gotta right. have some some meat
3: to yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. You gotta be able to I mean, like, attach the. How big a rubber band are you talking about? Are you talking about like the well, regular? Well, it depends like, on.
6: It depends on the, the the
3: stick. Okay, I was just curious <laughs> if you're like, the, you know, the big fat ones that you got at school, right? Because at school you had the normal ones
6: and then you had the little fat, the big. Oh, you got yeah, you got to have some some you know velocity behind it. Yeah, it's good times. And then once you find that and you build it, then you've got to find the perfect rock that goes with it.
3: Yeah. No, mm-hmm. that's you got to get. A, I, I found that when I was a kid doing that, the flat ones worked best.
6: Okay. You got a okay. flat Or side. marble.
3: Ooh. You ever, ever
6: shoot a marble? No. Yeah. <laughs> I never. I don't think I ever owned a marble. Really? No? Yeah. No marbles? Wow. I don't think. I- okay. Well, that's your weekend. <laughs> that's your weekend now. Go out to a toy store a and buy some marbles.
3: All right. And I'll, f- I'll definitely find somebody to shoot them at. <laughs> It'll be everybody here in the building. So, Dave, you're going to be enemy number one to everybody here when I'm hitting people with marbles next week. Unfortunately, Andrew's the one that shares the office with me.
2: Yeah, and I get hit with lots of stuff. <laughs> you hit me with lots of stuff. What was it today? Uh, it was today the, it was the, the, foam, the foam it was phone thing that I barely avoided getting hit squarely in the face. No, with. I threw it right at your chest. Um, let's see. What else do we got? <laughs> uh, there was the time you threw a little snap pop thing and it hit me in the eye. And oh no. I, and I bring that one up a lot cuz I still haven't forgiven you for it cuz it really annoyed me It really made me mad. You're so you didn't start this. This was well before uh, you were uh joining us on the show. Um but uh I have a I have one rule that I like to stick to here at work and that is that I I don't want to get hit in the face with anything. <laughs> that's that's my only request. I well, have not I have not asked for very much in my okay. career.
6: George Clooney of radio here.
2: Exactly. I, I have asked for very little <laughs> through my career, and I know that it's a stretch to ask for this. But all my only request is to not be struck in the head uh, while I no, work. You said the face, and it has happened. I'm expanding it. I'm getting greedy, <laughs> and it has happened so many times in that office because it, it's a. So Dave, the KMLX talent office that Wheeler and I share, and most of the time it's just me and Wheeler. But there have been other people in there, like yeah, in the mornings. Like Ron Chris, Ron and it's Amy me are in and, there. Yeah, yeah Ronji and Amy are in there. And it's a giant office filled with gadgets, things, knickknacks, doodads, uh, (laughs) uh, stress balls, and and such. Uh, And so the natural thing to do is to pick one up, walk to one side of this massive room, and chuck it to the other side as hard as you can. Now, I sit directly in the middle of that room. Yeah. And I face my computer, because, you know, God forbid I work. So I'm facing away from where people are having... uh, batting cage practice, and they are constantly <laughs> whipping uh, whatever object uh, from one side of the room to the other. I can't believe you're calling out Amy like this. <laughs> so <laughs> Amy's not the one that hit me. The one who hit no, me the worst is the de- our, our uh, dearly departed Kevin Colleen. Oh! Uh, he's not dead. He just moved somewhere else. He, he's just... <laughs> <laughs> he just works for St. Charles now. Yeah. Uh, so he he threw like a stress ball or something. Really, really hard, and you know the classic you know you hold on to the pitch too long or whatever and it so he shanked it got away he shanked yeah. it hard and man it right in the ear. <laughs> It's the worst. Think, the worst. Think, but my equilibrium was absolutely trashed for the rest of the day. Oh, I was like,
6: no. I think we found the line with you guys of your yeah. Inner I guess kid. so.
2: I'm okay with that's, getting hit. It's a daily with stuff. thing. Yes, yeah. my, my inner child is uh, don't throw stuff at work. All right, that's Especially the hit my face. That's where the <laughs> adult part comes in. And you know what? Yeah, you know what? You're right, Dave. It's not even it's not even throwing stuff at work. You could throw stuff at work, just don't hit me in the head with it. <laughs> All right, I'm okay with getting hit with stuff, but oh, I know that—that that yeah, I know because I've been hit, and it's like whatever. But you know what? I don't, even though you're okay with it, I don't throw stuff at my friend Kevin here because no. do unto others, right? I
3: threw stuff towards right, you yesterday, Dave? and you weren't unhappy about that.
2: Well, what did you throw towards me? Gummy lifesavers. Yes, I did appreciate that. <laughs> <So> that's good. <laughs> And those could hurt. You know what? You know what? If I got hit in the face, but it was with gummy lifesavers. You're okay that, with that? The yeah. exception? That I actually don't think I'd be that mad okay. about. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to p- mark
3: that
6: as a note on my phone while Dave tells us about the weather. All right. Nothing much going on this weekend, and that's good. It's going to feel like the middle of November should. Going down to 32 tonight. Sunshine, 59 tomorrow. Some clouds around Saturday night, but all is dry. 35 Sunday, Real pretty day, sunshine at sixty two, and Monday sunny and sixty nine on Monday afternoon. Very quiet stretch coming up. Still looks like we have a chance for some showers Tuesday night into Wednesday, maybe lingering into Thursday. But it's very questionable right now of how much moisture is available.
3: Dave, when when does it normally like turn turn to where it's not like this is pleasant? You know, every day in the fifties oh, and sixties yeah. is pleasant. When right. does it? When, typically, when does it t- start turn for like? The
6: worst for good, uh, boy. It's St. Louis. I mean, we—you know—you have the January thaw. You have all kinds of stuff <laughs> that that breaks it. Uh, I think consistent cold of highs in the 40s typically settles in in December. Okay. But we all know in December we could have a 70 degree day too. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's—it's it's actually. I'm not even kidding. It's one of my favorite things about the weather here. Um, that you could get a big snowstorm and two days later it's 65 and it's
6: all gone. It's all gone. And that I think that's what allows us to get through the winter without, you know, it, it's like you have four or five days of really cold weather and it's like, oh, this winter is going to be terrible. And then it's 60, 70 degrees for two or three days. Oh, okay. Now I can Yeah, you know, set the clock back and start all over again.
3: Your preference, Dave, and Andrew, you, you, you too. Mm-hmm. Thirty degrees and snowing quite a bit, or ten degrees and not snowing.
2: Ten degrees, and not snowing.
3: Oh, thirty degrees and snowing. I hate snow. Snow a lot. It, lot. I it, know, it, it, bring it, it on. Yeah. It, hate it, hate it. I'm I'm in the colder, but no snow. If I <sighs> have to, if I have to go to work. You're from Michigan. If I have to go to work, okay. I don't want the inconvenience of driving. Don't you in
6: love snow. to shovel a driveway? No. Don't you guys I get? Do you love doing that?
2: Do you guys get the lake effect snow up in Michigan where it's? Oh my like, God!
6: Yeah. A million pounds. I could
3: tell you guys stories about the – Dave, at my school, at my my grade school, small Catholic school, there's like 20 of us in our class. So we're not talking about a huge parking lot here. um, When they would just shovel all the snow off, we would have nine 10-foot snow piles. Oh, yeah. I mean, it it didn't go anywhere. It was there all winter long. It just didn't – yeah.
6: When I was growing up, we lived in Buffalo, New York Ooh, for you know like eight about. months, only for eight months, but it was the eight months of winter <laughs> and, and somewhere, I don't know where they are anymore because I was just a, a little snot at that point, but we would, we'd tunnel out of our house. Yes. They, they, they were, you, the only way you could get out of the front door is through a tunnel.
3: Yeah. My, my entire relationship with weather is about whether or not it makes my commute worse.
6: I understand that. Yeah, you know, I, I think most people are are in that. You know, have that feeling. Yeah. You know, if I got to drive in it, I don't want it. But if man, if I can, if I can just stay home, yep. and have it snow six or seven inches, which it, what I do for a living is impossible. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, you just don't that's... get to do that. Right.
3: You've got to get there. You don't, you're don't. Right. you the good one, though. You're the smart one that never stood outside on the overpass. When it's <laughs> like- uh, in my early,
6: <laughs> early, early days, they used to do that. After, after like one or two of those, I said, you guys do know that this is the dumbest thing in the world.
3: <laughs> Dave's like, just get me in the studio, damn it. I can tell you better when this is all going to be over. All right, Dave, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You too. All right, Dave Murray with us uh, with the forecast. Thankfully, we're not talking about any of that snow stuff mm-hmm. here anytime soon. All right. I- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.
7: Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: We're going to bring up something here, just a quick short story that I would have never thought I'd ever have to mention, or or, or even I didn't think this was a thing, but apparently, Andrew, it is a thing Mm -hmm. where people just... Well, they just crap all over Disneyland, and I don't mean verbally. I mean literally.
2: (laughs) Some of those lines are really long, I think, is the problem. The problem Uh, is No, the the problem is
3: people should leave the line to go to the bathroom if they've got to take a dump. That's the problem.
2: The issue seems to primarily. (laughs) The solution isn't I'm going to stay
3: here and do this right in front of everybody. But that's apparently (laughs) what's happening.
2: The issue seems to primarily be with uh, the kiddos the little the little, ch- the, Again, little the little children I don't
3: blame the kids if your kid has got to go you take them
0: Like yeah. this is not
3: I don't think this is complicated at all so this is so frequent by the way I mm-hmm. did I never knew this I I only saw it because you put it on the rundown mm-hmm. and then I I looked it up they actually have like the the janitorial crew actually has a code for it Really So it used to be like cause, you know they have horses in parades and stuff like when yeah. a horse would take a crap they mm-hmm. said we got a code H Need to clean up. Now it's called a human code H.
2: Cool. Okay. So it is so that makes
3: sense. It is enough of a thing where the people who clean up at Disneyland have a code for it.
2: (laughs) What? Seriously. That's not good. I get out of line. (laughs) You can't be. You can't be doing that. Those lines are so long. though. It doesn't matter. They're so long. It doesn't matter. I would not want to go and get in that line again. It doesn't matter. I'm kind of, I'm kind of on, I am i don't know. You're on, I, you're
3: I'm on, you're on team poop in public. I'm on there. Cause side. you guys got all mad about, you know, the thing they were talking about here in town about not, <laughs> about not prosecuting homeless people. I mean, if we're going to prosecute homeless people, which is fine.
2: If we are the, if you get caught doing this, this should be big, big problems for you. I feel like you should, I feel like you should probably be, pro- well, now hold on now. It's mostly kids, right? So okay, but there's a difference. They're if, the humans if, doing the code age. If, so
3: if it, no, it's not. It's not all kids. They're saying adults are doing it, and they've installed cameras, and it's not stopped anybody. And there's even an area that everybody knows people do it. That's wild. They call they call it the poop hall.
2: The poop hall? Yes. For they, what ride? Again, they have
3: names. I think it, has I think, it's, I think it's in the animal kingdom. Oof. Um, but I don't remember which ride. But Blame like, it on the dog. Listen, if if the kid has an accident. In their pants. That's one thing. Kids do that. You don't let them just do it right there and then leave it and walk away, which is happening. And they've got grown people doing it. The line is not that important. It's an amusement park. Go to the restroom. Come back.